Hey everybody, welcome back to The Mandalorian. It's the the Star Wars Minute Recap Show. Uh, recap show, I can't remember what they what they, what the official name of this kind of thing is, but uh, it's the show where we watch The Mandalorian and then uh, immediately turn around and report back to you about it. Uh, I'm Pete the Retailer from StarWarsMinute.com. And my name is Tony Thaxton from BizarreAlbums.com. Yeah, thanks Tony. Alex is uh, on assignment. It's uh, his lovely wife's birthday so let's all wish her a happy birthday happy birth no that's all i'm gonna do oh we don't have to pay for that now so go ahead that's true oh okay uh well you know i haven't warmed up or anything so yeah at the the bottom of the show you'll have to do it so okay everybody listening to this sing along when you get (laughs) yes um, but, uh, yeah, so we're, uh, we're covering, uh, episode six, uh, or chapter six, rather. They call them chapters. Chapter six yes. of The Mandalorian, uh, called The Prisoner, which, um, the bonus little meta reference there, if you are, uh, if you've seen the show The Prisoner, number six, features prominently. Uh, okay. What? I don't, what is, what is this reference? The Prisoner is a show, um, and then the main character he is referred to as number six throughout most of it because he's ah. it's in the, the place called the village and everybody has kind of numbers. And um, so the, the chapter six is called number six is called the prisoner, which is a good, uh, I got you guys. I hear it. Yeah. You think you, you think it was intentional? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. Um, carry on. I'll allow it. You know, with the, with the, the nature of these episodes, um, you know, that you, the last couple of ones could have been shuffled around in pretty much any order. Yeah. And so, um, the, I don't know, you, you kind of, I think that that once they got that, they're like, oh, we should make the prisoner number six. That's, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, existed before they, uh, they started putting it all together, but, uh, right. Either way it works. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been uh, I've been very surprised at uh, this show unfolding the way that it has of how the episodes are, are more or less just like freestanding adventures. I expected there to be a, a bigger story as a whole. I, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just surprised by it. Yeah, it it um, I, I again, I think I feel like I should go back and somebody should cut out all the clips of me saying this is exactly what I wanted whenever I complain about it. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it does make me want to go back and revisit because I did not really care for episodes three and four as much. Um, yes, I think I, I'm the. Oh no, I think it was four and five were the ones I didn't care for as much. Well, I, I, now I want to go I back think. and see, kind of rewatch those, knowing that what kind of show it is. I, I think. Right. I will get the chance to because my wife hasn't seen any of it yet. So. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, um, it's good. It's, it's, I like that it's, it's a, a Star Wars TV show, essentially. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not complaining about any of it, but yeah, the, you know, uh, some are going to be better than others, obviously, mm-hmm. but, uh, I, not to give too much away, but I, I did enjoy, I will say this is, was my favorite one in, in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying it's my favorite one overall, but this newest one I think was better than the previous two, in my opinion. All right. Um. Well, yeah. So it starts out with the we see the titular Mandalorian, um, kind of flying out, uh, in space, approaching a space station of some sort, and um, he lands in and he he meets his friend, um, 
Ranzar Ran Malk. <laughs> Ranzar Malk. All right. Um, of course. Yeah. Uh, Ranzar Malk is a fun thing to say. Or Ran Malk. Ran Malk. <laughs> Ran Malk. Um, and uh, he, he very much. Um, now, from. Uh, did you watch any of um, Sons of Anarchy? No. No. Uh, is he, so is he from that show? Yeah, I, I never watched that either. And it once I after the fact, I read the kind of description of the uh, the actor's name is Mark Boone Jr. And uh, I think he played a character on Sons of Anarchy. And I can see, oh, okay, but maybe this is a very similar kind of thing. Like, yeah, like the the last decade or so, he's made a living playing these kinds of characters. So, yeah, I've definitely seen this guy before. He pops yeah. up in a lot of things. Um, he's been. I stuff. feel like. I feel like he's in, uh, I want to say he's in Batman Begins briefly. And uh, for some reason, he always reminded me, he has a weird thing where, I don't know if this makes any sense, but he reminds me of like a a heavier bearded Tom Waits. I don't know why. (laughs) But we can strike that from the record. Let's move on. No, no, it makes sense. (laughs) Um, It's... um... It, I, it would be an interesting thing to see Tom Waits. Maybe Tom Waits will show up in a thing. Right? It, at this point, yeah, he's alive. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. <laughs> I, I hope not. Um, yeah, you, you never know who you're going to get in a Star Wars these days. So, uh, yeah, here you got this guy who's who's seems like he's that type of guy in stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, he's got a he's got a job or a mission for the Mandalorian, titular Mandalorian. Um. There's a weird bit where he says, like, Mando, is that you under that bucket? Where it's like, well, that's the whole deal. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why you call him Mando, because he's a Mandalorian, because it's him wearing that helmet. And I guess maybe his helmet has been upgraded in the past. Okay. Is that right? Is that possible? Well, let's uh, sure. Yeah, let's we'll go with that. A non-Beskar helmet. Does he does he start out with like a plastic helmet? Uh, yeah, who knows? The, the 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 that element of the show, I don't have a problem with it, but that's like I feel like anytime that is addressed, like his his uh, his armor and all that, that's kind of the part of the show. I'm like, ah, I don't really care about this. No. Yeah, the mythology. I'm not that weirdly. I'm interested in world building, but not so much mythology. Yeah, I'm with you there. Sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, Malk. Rand Malk, Ranzar Malk introduces him to um, um, the crew that he's got for this job that he's set up. Now um, we're we're assuming that he there wasn't really an, a linking kind of uh, there was no hand holding from one episode to the next. You just get the idea that he's on the run, so he's um he's just you know finding havens as he goes. Who knows where he's going, but he's finding places where he can safely land. Uh, and so he ran into his, uh, you know, he landed at his friend's place and his friend's got a job because he still needs, you know, money and repairs and whatever else. Yes. Still needs to make a living. Mm-hmm. Um, got to take care of that baby. That's right. Kids got to eat. Yeah. Um, and so he introduced them to the crew. And th- this is a, um, this is a pretty, like I wrote uh, kind of cliches out the wazoo. But still, <laughs> it works because it's in like a weird Star Wars setting. But yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, we meet the the de facto leader, uh, Malik's lieutenant, um, is Mayfeld, um, who is played by Bill Burr, 
comedian yeah. who I'm aware of, but not intimately familiar with. I know people like him. Yes. And he's I, very funny. That's what I hear. But I'm not uh I'm not super familiar with his work, but I know like um, you know, somebody at work um is like one of the things when they saw the kind of initial footage, they're like, Oh my God, Bill Burr is going to be in a star war. This is what I'm all about. Like, yeah, they were super excited. It's yeah. It, uh, that was a, a crazy one when that kind of, cause I think that was, I think that with the footage that was shown at celebration, but they didn't officially release right away. Right. Uh, I think he was shown in some of that and I was like seeing the, uh, well, you know, I guess they weren't rumors, but, you know, people talking about seeing that at Celebration and that, you know, at that point, we still didn't know how many comedians were going to be popping up on the show. And it seemed very out of place at the time. But now it's like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. And I feel like even though it's like very obvious, like, oh, that's that's Bill Burr and he's not even, you know, there's nothing he's not even even as, uh, you know outfit is is like i mean it's still star warsy but it's like pretty normal so it's just like oh yeah that's bill burr but at the same time i thought he uh totally worked for the role though yeah he he plays a good version of that type of character again cliche is at the wazoo so it's not yeah not uh, doing deep character work it's just like oh we need somebody to be the kind of you know uh somewhat obnoxious you know leader of the the gang who's going to uh you know butt heads with the the mandalorian great yes um yeah we've got uh mayfeld we've got uh zian xian i forgot exactly how they pronounced it zian Um, something like that we'll go with that who is the now here i traditionally have always said twi'lek um but within this movie movie within this show this episode within this chapter of this show um they there's there's audio evidence to make me think maybe the people who say Twi'lek are are now proven correct. Yeah, it'll take me some adjusting, but uh, or I want to go back and find somebody where somebody says Twi'lek because. Well, it's got to be because I mean uh, that that that's that's Star Wars, you know. Yeah, you get exactly. the, you get the Han and Han, Leah, Leia, right? You know, so Twi'lek, Twi'lek, yeah. Iraq, Just, Iraq. Exactly. You have that, have that in this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Zian is uh, is played by uh, Natalia Tina, Tena. Um, and as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Is that Tonks?" And uh, sure enough, it's um, she's an actress who's she now qualifies for the uh, the we I think we talked about it recently on a on a episode of Star Wars Minute uh, talking about Rogue One. We we. We're tracking what the new, the new things that the actors um, can be in. That you know, historically, it's like, oh, the you know, who were they in Superman or yes, uh, exactly. James Bond or or you know, any of the other stuff that was filming around Elstree at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and the new stuff is um, stuff like you know, The Crown or or there's you know, specific like kind of nerd trifectas that you can pick up. Yes, and uh, and uh, here. Uh, Tonks, well, Alia, Natalia Tena qualifies for being in, she was in Harry Potter as uh, Nymphadora Tonks, and she was in Game of Thrones as Osha, um, not the Office of Safety Hazards or whatever. The, <laughs> she didn't go around spray painting things bright orange, so nobody tripped over them. But she was, uh, yeah, she was like a wildling who 
befriended the gang or something like that. I don't. I I, I drifted off on that show, but yeah, I uh, I drifted off real quick on that show. So, uh, but now you probably still know more than me. She's got a Harry Potter and a and a um, Game of Thrones and a Star War. So, um, she gets yeah, that's uh, that level. It's a triple triple clown triple crown there. A triple clown. <laughs> um and uh we get uh, Berg. Berg. Yeah. Berg is a Deveronian, which is good to see those. Um Yeah. Again. I was surprised to see that. Yeah. Um I don't know. Have we seen a red Deveronian? I know we saw um in the cantina there's um oh, I can't he has multiple names, which I didn't know until recently, because I always knew him as uh, I, Lab, Labria or however you say it. Labria, yeah. But then in uh, if you look him up, though, there, he has like a, a longer name. And that was like a hmm. an alias, I believe. Hmm. Was that not his? Uh, did he have a holiday special counterpart with her? A Deveronian in the holiday special? Probably. Yeah, but I just assumed it was it was him again, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know because there's uh, you know Bloodlow and and all the other. There were like different versions of the same guys. Oh, really? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, Car Cardusai Malak, also known as Labria, was a Deveronian. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, so we did. Let's see. Deveron Homeworld Deveron. Species Deveronian. Are there any? Show me a list of canon Deveronians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's probably oh, a boy. Clone Wars appearance or something. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um. Yeah. Uh, but I. I feel like I have. We. I mean, maybe. Um. You know, he's. Uh, he's kind of brownish red, kind of rust colored in the cantina. In this. Uh, yes. This one. He is a lot more red. Um, Berg. He's a deeper red. And he's uh, he's played by Clancy Brown. Yeah, which is not who I thought it was. That, But I, I mean, I, I mean, I know who Clancy Brown is. Yeah. Uh, and he also has voiced characters in Rebels and Clone Wars, I think, too. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and I, I... Because of that, because I'm like, oh, that can't be Clancy Brown. It's somebody like Clancy Brown, because he's too... I keep thinking he's like more. I keep thinking he's as famous as he should be, but he still is available to do stuff like this. Apparently, which is you know not that this is you know this is a big budget thing. You know, so hey, you get to be in a Star War, but yeah, uh, no, so, like same, and and I feel like he's got kind of a, a recognizable voice, but yet I didn't uh, I didn't place it this time. Yeah. Because I feel like when he's been on uh, like Rebels and things like that, and I heard his voice, I feel like I knew right away it was him. Whereas this one, I didn't uh, didn't didn't catch on to it. Hmm. In fact, I thought it well, for some reason I thought it was, and I'm trying to look up this actor's name right now. Tom There's a different actor that I thought it was. Oh, uh, yes, Tom Waits, uh, John Carroll Lynch. I don't know if you know who that guy is. Huh. That's for that for guy. some reason who I he was in. Um. um Zodiac. He was like the. I don't know. Did you see Zodiac? <laughs> I don't. I don't think I did. Um, but yeah, yeah, you would at least recognize this guy if you saw him. And I don't know why, but for some reason, that's who I thought it was being played by. Hmm. Cool story. Um. Well, it is. 
Clancy Brown. So I'm pleasantly surprised. Always happy to see him in things. And I was just looking up, trying to figure out if he, does that count? Does he in, does he, does he get multiple? I mean, he's in Buckaroo Banzai, which, and Highlander, which are two other. um, Yeah. Buckaroo Banzai should be a franchise. They're two other kind of, you know, um, Starship Troopers, like all that stuff. He was, he was in, uh, yeah, he was in, he, not a big part, but he was on Lost a little bit as well. And I feel like that's kind of a new one now too, at least not a ton, but there definitely have been some, some lost people. Yeah. <laughs> a few <laughs> have been lost. A few lost boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that, uh, that, that's the crew. Berg, well, Mayfeld, Berg, oh, Zian, oh, and, and of course, Q90, who is yes. referred to as Zero. He was a new droid. And, um, it the one thing that I had spoiled for me for this episode um, is I I just happened to I made the mistake of going on social media um, earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. And I saw that somebody had photoshopped um, uh, Moss from the IT crowd his head onto C3PO's yeah. body, and I was like, oh, I need to watch the Mandalorian, and I put my phone. Down. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was um, when he first showed up and started speaking. For a second, I thought this was another droid being voiced by uh, Taika Waititi. And then I quickly, there was some a specific word he said. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, wait, no, that is uh, Richard Ayoade. I never know how you say his last name. I think it's I, yeah, I, Okay. Um, I haven't heard it said out loud. I've read it a lot more than I've heard it, but I believe it's Richard Same. Ayoade. And he's, um, yeah. So he he's the voice. Uh, the body was... Um, uh, Chris Bartlett, who's been doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Chris Bartlett is Chris Bartlett. The um, is he the current C three PO, or am I confusing him with somebody else? I'm not sure. I actually just heard you reference uh, uh, whoever was playing the current C three PO, which I sort of assumed that there was someone else in the the uh, costume now, but I really didn't know for sure. Yeah. So this was news to me. He is the current body of C-3PO, Chris Bartlett. Okay. Um, including, he got to, <laughs> the trivia, on Halloween 2009, C-3PO was summoned to the White House um, <laughs> to meet President and Michelle Obama. Bartlett was in the costume and character when he met the first family. So, um, Wow, all right. Yeah, he's... Uh, he is the uh, he's the C three PO of record. Well, not the voice. Although I wonder, right? If he's uh, um, is he in training to do the voice, or is somebody else? They have another voice guy ready to go, just in case for when the time comes. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, or, I mean, we're we're less than a week away now. Are we going to see the fate of of three PO? Mm. Well, there'll always be C three PO stories. That's true. They'll always tell stories of C-3PO. Um, no, yeah, wait, is he in the body for... I know he's the he's the the body for... Um, yeah, I don't... I guess he's not the body for movies. He's just the body for, like, public appearances and... Oh, really? Or TV and stuff. But I guess... Um, wait, so Anthony Daniels is still in the costume? I'm not sure. Interesting. 
He was trained by C-3PO in character performance. <laughs> <laughs> trained by C-3PO. <laughs> um, looks like, oh, it, it looks like he is the, like he was listed as voice for some things, but for stuff like, you know, um, Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, he was listed as C-3PO. So I guess he's in there. Interesting. All right. All right. So there, there's like the, the, it's like the Stanley Cup where you got the one that lives in the Hall of Fame and the one that travels around. So, yes, uh, of course, that's ex- that was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. C-3PO is like the Stanley Cup. <laughs> C-3PO is just like Stan Lee's cup. <laughs> um, the, uh, so the, yeah, there's a, the cliche kind of like, Hey, we're putting the, here's the, here's the bunch of uh, near do wells that we're putting together to, uh, to run a heist. And, uh, um, the heist is we're going to, it's a prison break. Um, we get a couple of jokes, um, on our way before we get to the ship, before we get to the, you know, the, the reason why they need the Mandalorian is because his ship is uh, like off, off the grid. It's not registered in any, um, Imperial or new Republic databases, apparently. So yeah, it can, uh, it can make its way in and out. And, uh, the, we get a couple of jokes. So before they, before they get docked with the, uh, the prison ship, which is a new Republic prison ship, which is a wrinkled Mandalorian didn't see coming. Um, okay. The, uh, there's when they, we get introduced to, uh, Mayfeld, uh, the, uh, Malk says, uh, yeah, he's a former Imperial sharpshooter. And Mandalorian says, that's not saying so much. Yeah. Uh, and then, Mayfeld snaps back. He's like, I wasn't a stormtrooper, wise ass. Mm-hmm. I believe, is that the first time we've heard the word ass in Star Wars? No. No? No. I know this off the top of my head. Mm. I wasn't even thinking about it, but until you said, because I did throw me last night. I was like, oh, it's definitely the first wise, well, I'm not going to say definitely, but pretty sure it's the first wise ass. Mm-hmm. But, because uh, this line stood out to me, in The Last Jedi, Poe says something about that big ass door. Oh. At the uh, when, at the end, when they're on crate and they're uh, hiding out, he says something about the big ass door. All right, so we've got two, we've got two hats in Star Wars. <laughs> at least. Um, interesting. Yeah, I was wondering. That's if the that, new. Is this broaching? Is this new? Uh, but if it's in the movies first, then once they once it's ass is canon, and then it can be <laughs> distributed to the lower levels of. Uh, um, yeah. It, I, yeah, it is. It is jarring. Like it didn't. It it did still surprise me, even though uh, Poe said it before. But I remember it, it was. I remember it being jarring to me when Poe said it as well. Yeah. Um. Well, speaking of jarring, jar jarring, we got some Gungan humor. Oh right, yes. See, I watched. You watched all this today. I watched all this very late last night, so it's right. fresher in your mind. Yeah, we did. They're they're kind of uh, giving the Mandalorian a hard time about uh, his helmet and saying, you know, what uh, he should take it off. And then it's like, oh, what do you, what is it like under there? Maybe he's a Gungan. And then everybody laughs. And then he says, some uh, uh, Mayfield says something like, uh, "Is like that why you should not want to take off your helmet or something?" He does a little Gungan impersonation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody kind of chuckles, and it's a little bit of again. Throwing it, sprinkling in uh, some, you know, well, a referencing besides the ass, referencing that stormtroopers don't shoot accurately is mm-hmm. funny. It's a meta thing, but it's also funny. 
um, and then kind of using Gungans as a kind of a you know a, a funny. Um, I, I I think the way that they were intended, <laughs> you know, it's not. It's yeah. More like oh yeah, Gungans are pretty like goofy because that's what they were. That's the way they were created yeah. to be. But then using it, throwing it in there, it does seem um ridiculous but it's supposed to yes that, that makes sense like like having people in this very serious thing talking about gun guns it's like oh that's ridiculous oh but that's the point they're saying it would be ridiculous yeah um yeah i liked it i feel like this uh overall the show has has done actually a pretty good job of uh giving little uh you know, it's been pretty heavy-handed at times with the nods to the original trilogy, but uh, you know, they're throwing they're throwing little prequel nuggets in there here and there, and then even some stuff from the uh, the new trilogy as well. Uh, just you know, sometimes it's like so minor. It actually happens later in this episode. I'll 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 mention it when we get there. But there was like a very quick thing that happens that's uh, a little something out of the new movies. So I think it's been it's been a nice. Uh, uh, I feel like it's the first thing we've seen so far that's kind of like is sort of combining elements of all three trilogies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good, um, you know, it's good kind of uh, pulling from all the different sources to kind of represent where we're at with Star Wars right now. Yes. Um, all right. So they, uh, they, before, right before they dock with the ship, uh, we finally. A third of the way into the episode, 10 minutes, we get to see Baby Yoda because everybody's sitting around, you know, all the other characters, when, whenever Poochie's not on screen, all the other characters should be saying stuff like, where's Poochie? <laughs> yes. They, uh, they open the door, there's Baby Yoda, and uh, there's, a, there's a tense moment as everybody else is kind of picking him up, playing with him, and then he, he almost gets dropped as a joke and then does get dropped when, uh, when Moss docks the ship um, unexpectedly. Yes. Um, yeah. And right before that moment, I, cause I, I watched this with a friend last night and, um, I remember we both like pretty much at the same time, we're like, where's the baby? Yeah. Not that, you know, like we had to have it at all times, but, uh, it more of in a way of, of, uh, yeah. Like where literally just where's the baby. It seemed to right. be, I was, I was trying to remember, I was like, he didn't like leave it with Amy Sedaris, right? <laughs> and I, I couldn't really remember. So, um, yeah, so uh, there, there's there's America's sweetheart, the child. <laughs> Although, backing up a step, I, I don't know if we said this last week, but if the they scrapped the tone and direction of the show and all of a sudden the, the Mandalorian show, or even in a spinoff, it just became Amy Sedaris raising Baby Yoda on Tatooine and Mos Eisley, I would watch that show. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, and that would be a good yeah if they just good way to do set up a spinoff mm-hmm. <laughs> have that and then you can you know branch from there and then you can keep watching Mandalorian but you could also watch Amy Sedaris and Yoda yeah um, I like it I'm on board sign me up all right Disney plus plus mm-hmm. another four dollars a month <laughs> Um. yeah so we uh, they dock with the ship uh, unexpectedly they put the uh, they put Baby Yoda in the in the closet and uh, drop down into the New Republic prison ship, and it's uh, it's nice and refreshing to see Republic interior design again. Very very yes, uh, kind of clean white, mm-hmm. kind of uh, um, very you know future sci fi looking. 
Yes. The New Republic is new at this point. And so they've got mm-hmm. some new stuff. They spent some money on some, uh, um, you know, they've, interesting to see the kind of uh, collection of prisoners. Yeah. Yes. Because which, they, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I, it, there's some Imperials in there, which makes sense that they would be locking up kind of war criminals. Uh, yeah, no, all I, all I was going to say was there is you just get a very quick shot of a, um, I don't know what his name or species is called. There is a quick shot of an alien that uh, is uh, in the Cantobite scenes in The Last Jedi, which I believe there was also a Cantobite reference at one point, too, wasn't there? That's true. Yeah. They said uh, yeah something about uh, a Cantobite. Oh, the ship, I think you said. It looks like a Cantobite slot machine or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 right. right. Yes. But yeah, there's a, a big uh, alien in, in one of those cells that is definitely an alien in the casino. Well, there's also a little alien, which is a, a Rio. I forgot what the species is called, but uh, Rio, the, the pilot from Solo, a Star Wars story, now available on Blu-ray and digital. Oh, really? I, I missed that somehow. So it, it, the prison is full of references to other movies. Yes, uh, which I like. I, yeah. I like that's like a that's like a fun way to do it. I think like it's not too. You just get a super quick shot, and then that's it. <laughs> and uh, then speaking of references to other movies, we get uh, uh, a mouse droid comes out. Yes. Uh, to uh, well, I, I forgot which one we see first. There's those the big green thing that looks like a, like a gas pump or something that we saw yes. Jawas trying to sell. Uh, mm-hmm. But these ones are floating. Yeah, they're floating. Yes. They look kind of like a almost like a sanded Dalek. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, we, we see some of those and we see a mouse droid. I forgot which comes first. I think I think the mouse droid comes first, but I could be wrong. But uh, yeah. It's that old question. Which came first, the mouse droid or the gas pump? Yeah. We may never know. No. Um, but uh, again, so that it, you see a mouse droid running around in a New Republic <laughs> ship, it's very much like, okay, here's some Star Wars feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see something that we haven't seen before, which raises a lot of questions. Um, we see some new Republic battle droids, essentially. Yeah. Or I guess they're guard droids or something for this, but, um, it's a weird, I mean, I guess all of the, let me think most of the battles that we see the new Republic involved in, well, no. Okay. So this is new Republic. So we don't really get to see, we haven't seen too much of this era. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it makes, I mean, it, it you know, we, we can't play the game of, you know, why wasn't that in any of the other movies? Because obviously we want them to invent new stuff and throw it in there. But, yeah. Um, the but use it, of battle it, droids it, is funny. It's weird. Yeah. Agreed. And it is, it is like the difficult thing to introduce the new things though in, in the, in something that is, uh, you know, technically a prequel because, uh, yeah, again, you're like, wow, well, why didn't we see more of these? Um, yeah, it's much like the, the death troopers in, in rogue one. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't, uh, I didn't have a strong opinion on them either way. I didn't necessarily love them. I didn't hate them. Yeah. They were just kind of there. Yeah. I didn't think they were super cool. I didn't think they were terrible. It's just like, oh, well, yeah. they serve the purpose and you want to have, it's it's a double purpose that you know, it kind of, uh, it adds another layer of gloss to the Mandalorian character, because character, we know that he hates droids, mm-hmm. uh, because battle droids killed his family. 
Right. And, um, so there's that, which makes him extra kind of motivated here, but then also it allows them to kind of mow down the crew without feeling bad about like, wait, these are the guys that we like in the other movie. Right. Um, you know, it, it, the, um, my, my mind already kind of has problems switching gears from separatists to, you know, rebellion and, and yeah, stuff like no, that. No, same. So, so I'm, yeah, same boat. The, uh, so it's, it's, I, I get it. It serves a purpose and I, I'm fine with them. Yeah. Um, just, Agreed. You know, when we first encounter them, then everybody's like, oh, is Mandalorian supposed to be this, you know, crazy, uh, you know, badass, uh, warrior. Why doesn't he take care? And then he comes out and just does this, this fight scene of taking it. We get to see again, a lot of the show is what if somebody actually did all the cool stuff that Boba Fett thought he, we, we thought Boba Fett could do. Yes. And uh, so we get to see him take out this this uh, patrol of droids mm-hmm. in a cool way, using his Boba Fett stuff. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was real. It was real nice. <laughs> I, I started speaking and realized I really had nothing to add, so I apologize. Thumbs up. <laughs> um, and it's a uh, it's besides the the actual like kind of battle and seeing everybody being like, well, all right, like you know, getting there improving himself um it's nice to see him a little bit winded at the end of that you know there's like yeah. a moment where he like he beats up all the droids and he's like okay and he's got to like take a take a breath for a second get his status mm-hmm. back up um which i i like i that like, again it's a little human touches like that that make it work yeah for sure um and uh, so it's some, it, th- this is where my, uh, <laughs> my problem is that uh, as I start watching the episode, I get sucked into it and I stop, I stop writing plot notes and I just every once in a while I write like, cool this, you know? Yes. But they, um, cool, cool this, cool this, yo, cool this, <laughs> um, structurally it's a cool episode because it's, while it is, like I said, you know, cliche, uh, cliche is all get out. Um, mm-hmm. structure makes it a little bit, not as cliche, like basically. So, um, you know, it's divided into thirds more or less where like, or maybe not even. So you, you get, you know, the 10 minutes before you get onto the ship, then you get, I think it's close to 10 minutes of getting to, you know, basically getting the job done. And then there's a twist mm-hmm. and then you get the last part, you know, the, basically I'm like, you know, what's cool about this. It's a, it's three acts. That's, that's unusual. <laughs> but like the fact that the, the whole thing isn't kind of uh, balanced on the heist working or not. Like the heist happens basically within one act. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a relatively yeah. brief, like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this prison break thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and it happens and it goes down and then it's, then we then there's the, the it twists from there and then there's a whole how the fallout ends up being a a, a bigger part of it yes. than, uh, than we thought which uh and I will say I don't know where you stood I don't know if I'm just slow and uh everything but uh I did not see the twist coming I actually I, I admit I did not expect that which part of the well we'll get there in a second but so they they, they okay. step through they get they get on the ship they make their way they go they find out that there is one human on the ship they go to the control center to get him. Um, that is uh, Davin, Davin, Davin. Um, 
the the rebel soldier rebel uh or new republic i guess now trooper in full mm-hmm. full kind of you know tend to be for gear yep looks which is nice to see yeah, mm-hmm. see and that uh davin is played by matt lanter who is the voice of anakin in all of the animated uh components oh really yeah okay little, i did not know that nice throw him a little you know, again, th- now that's kind of like an Easter egg, uh, in a sense. Yeah. Like, oh, that this guy is actually this guy. There's a ton of those in The Mandalorian. In, in addition to yes. celebrity cameos, there's also a lot of like little not quite cameos that I think would count as Easter eggs that you get the guys who. Yes, which oh. there's another one coming, which yeah. I will not. I will. Yeah, we'll 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 get there. Yes. <laughs> um, And so they they kind of are deciding what to do with uh, Davin, Davin. David, 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 David. Um, they're trying to decide what to do with him, and uh, there's a whole kind of standoff kind of scene, um, very much classic kind of crime movie. Everybody's, you know, Mexican standoff, they call it sometimes, where everybody's got guns pointed at each other. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, uh, Cian, Cian, Tonks just kills him. Um, and, uh, and I think that's where um, Mayfield says, uh, crazy twee. Oh right, yeah. Um, or somewhere around here, he says "crazy twee," which is that that adds uh, adds weight to Twi'lek being pronounced Twi'lek. So, yes, I will uh, until presented with somebody find me evidence of somebody of, of the word Twi'lek being called Twi'lek and not Twi'lek. Mm-hmm. Because I, I you hear that, that listeners? Yeah. Um, could be from any source. You know, my main source for pronunciation is, of course, the Kenner commercials, but I don't think they ever said Twi'lek in the commercials. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, so they, uh, they kill him, but they realize that he activated a, uh, kind of homing beacon, which then gives them a new time lock of, okay, well, the, the New Republic will be here in 15 minutes or whatever it is, so you gotta get out of here. They go... Um, they break their, their compadre, their, their, uh, associate out of prison. And, uh, it is a, another Twi'lek called Quinn. Q yes. apostrophe I N. And, uh, okay. This is so, and, and I don't know if he's the actual brother of, um, Xi'an, but, uh, they say, you know, they say brother, sister that, yes. be a, uh, you know, um, a species thing. Yeah. Yeah, that could be, you know, species unity or uh, uh, racial unity, but they they are happy to see one another. I think they are. I think that later they do reference something about, you know, my my brother or something like that. So I, yes, I think, I think so. They are really actually related, but yeah. Um, but uh, Quinn um, is played by uh, Ismael Cruz Cordova, I believe the last name is Ismael Cruz Cordova, who's in a, a bunch of stuff, a working actor. Um, most notably, um, he was on Sesame Street for a while. Okay. He was on Sesame, as a human on Sesame Street, not, not a Muppet performer, but he was, uh, you know, one of the human friends on Sesame Street. He played a character named Mando or Mondo. Mondo. Oh. M-A-N-D-O. Spelled the same. Yeah. So, uh, probably, yeah. Short for Armando, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and so again, you know pronunciation differences but uh but interesting that i would consider that almost an easter egg that's just a weird coincidence probably all right yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out a bunch of things that are easter eggs and plot holes while alex isn't here so he can't complain about 
uh, yes, this is, um, I felt like this character, uh, was a little, um, he felt very much like someone you would see on like the clone wars or something instead. Like he felt, he felt like a cartoon character to me kind of, uh, because while well, well, obviously still Star Wars because he's a, a Twi'lek, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there was just like the 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 I didn't care for his outfit, <laughs> and yeah. he just had like so, a couple like weird other features that like oh the, like they do the thing. I mean, I guess it makes sense because like not every two people look the same, but like I don't know. Sometimes they like do weird things to like make these aliens look not exactly the same. And sometimes I'm like, well, this one looks like especially different than the other ones. And, uh, it sits weird with me sometimes. And, uh, yeah, I just thought his, uh, his whole look was a little off for me. Yeah. He looked, he was like dressed like he should be in like prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he is the fire starter. No. Um, no, I, 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 I agree. I, the look seemed, um, well here, here, like the whole, the whole time I was like, you know, because in the back of my head, the one, the one of the episodes I didn't really care for that much. The, I believe it was the fourth one, um, where the where the titular Mandalorian stops in that village to help everybody out. Yes, that's my least favorite one so far too. Yeah, one of the most accurate kind of uh, um, damning uh, analyses of that was that it seemed like an episode of Hercules: The Legendary Journey, so or, or Xena, or something yeah, like that, where it's like, okay, there's that. And then, so this, I'm like, this seems kind of familiar in a different way. I can't figure out what the vibe of this is. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, it's not bad, but this does feel like a di- like TV from something else for me. And then once I saw Quinn, I was like, oh, this is Buffy. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> it felt kind of like a Buffy episode or something, but like not, obviously not what happens during it. You know, yeah. They never did a, they never, I don't think they ever did a prison break, but the, the, the aliens all look fairly like like it looked and acted kind of like you know buffy creatures like you know like especially yeah. having like a like a, a walking devil like the deveronian clancy brown in basically a devil suit yeah right i was like oh this feels the kind of which isn't bad but it's like the vibe i mm-hmm. didn't place it because it the plot was completely different but just the vibe of it you know, it feels like 90s tv and yeah, I could I could totally see that. TV, but. I guess, and 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 that's where Quinn kind of slotted into that. Where I'm like, oh, he looks like he's dressed from like you know like 2002. Yeah, he's got kind of a a, a broy look to him. Yeah. Um, which again, is a minor complaint. I'm not uh, you know. I'm yeah. Not it didn't derail it. I'm like, oh, the show sucks because it looks you know. <laughs> yes, that guy wore a muscle shirt. This yeah. show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, so we meet uh, we meet him. He comes out, and then this is kind of where. Um, well, is this the twist that you weren't seeing, where they turn on the Mandalorian? Yeah, him up because I I feel like that was you know from the get go that was like okay, well obviously they're somebody's going to turn on him. Uh, yeah, I'm uh I I just I'm too naive. I think sometimes I'm like no, they're all going to get along. It's all going to be great. You're too good down, but... deep down inside. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I first, for whatever reason, maybe I, uh, I should have seen it coming, but I didn't, I will admit it. Hmm. Well, yeah, they, they turn on him and throw him in the brig, um, to make their escape. Yeah. Which they're, and they're all, you know, like, ha ha, and like, you know, slapping each other on the back and all that. 
again, not knowing, not not even realizing. Obviously, the guy who just you know you just saw him do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, like you're not just going to defeat him by throwing him in the brig. Mm-hmm. Plus, the show's named after him. Come on, guys. Yeah, pay attention. Um, and so this is where like because this twist happens and it and we've still got you know, a good third of the episode left so that, that, and then it gets more like the tension after that happens is kind of greater than the, before it happened. It's like the, yeah, the, the prison break is almost like a cakewalk, which is interesting. Cause it wasn't like, I like the way that the, the tension slowly escalated throughout the whole show. You got this first part where it's just like, all right, interpersonal tension. Then you got a little bit of action tension. And then the tension really ramps up once they turn on him, then he's got to escape and, you know, kind of defeat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so then you get this kind of, you know, he, he again, using the, the prison droids, battle droids, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't look up what exactly, let's see. Mandalorian. Um, I, I, know, I wonder if they're named in here. What kind of droids those are? What kind yeah, of droids I mean, those are? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to uh, really look anything up. I, I normally, when I come on Star Wars Minute, I like to be very prepared, and I just, mm. I didn't get to prepare enough for this. I apologize to you. I apologize to the listener. Um, you're, you, and, know, you, you're called up to fill in, and that uh, you're doing, you're doing excellent work. Oh, New stop. Republic security <laughs> droid, first appearance. That's all they're called. New Republic security droid. Um, and, yeah, doesn't, doesn't say much about it. Um, other than it, uh, the Mandalorian uh, pulled a security droid towards him with a grappling hook and tore off its arm using it to unlock the door, which is a pretty cool move. Again, anytime we get to see him using that classic Boba Fett stuff, whether it be the, the holiday special disintegrator rifle or the uh, the grappling uh, cable or the uh, the flamethrowers mm-hmm. or the rocket launcher or whatever, it's, it's all cool stuff that we're like, hmm. For sure. Yeah, uh, that was, uh, it was, it was cool and, uh, very easy for him. Like, I mean, it seemed like he really was not in there for very long at all. Yeah. He was like, okay, here's what we have to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, another day at the office, go to break out of this prison cell, go kill the people that brought me here. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, the, um, he, so he, he kind of grapples a, uh, a prison droid, brings it over to him, rips the arm off. Um, uses it to unlock the door from the inside and then um, kind of makes it to the control room and then it's like, oh, now he's in control. So now he he locks a bunch of the doors, kind of knows where the roots are, turns off some of the lights, everything gets a little bit um, more stylized. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I don't know if he does it or if um, there's a weird thing where it seems almost like Baby Yoda does it. Um where he cuts off communications between the ship and the crew. Because mm-hmm. um, like Baby Yoda kind of comes up and like wanders over and has a little interaction with Zero. Zero! And, uh, duh, and then, th- then the communications go out. And I assumed that it was the, the titular Mandalorian either doing it from the control room or from his you know, little wrist pad or something. But yeah, there's also something to make it seem like, oh, did Baby Yoda do, just do... Did he do that? <laughs> that it, it it unclear but um but it's um it again it ramps up the tensions now they can't communicate with their with the guy who has them all on the map 
Yes. And they, um, they are, they get split up and then it becomes classic kind of more of like almost like a horror movie kind of a thing mm-hmm. where they're all being kind of tracked down. And, um, there is a, <laughs> there's a sequence where it, um, it turns out it is not the case, uh, but, uh, almost re- kind of reminiscent of the first episode where, um, the, uh, the titular Mandalorian kind of bisects somebody with a door. Um, there's like a double fake out one of those in here when, uh, he's fighting, uh, Berg. I keep wanting to say Blurg, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, we've already got Blurg, uh, yeah, Ber- yeah. Uh, now, see, now they're all running together. Blurgs, Berg, and then Bill Burr. So <laughs> that, that should have been the name of the show. Yeah. Blurgs, Bergs, and Bill Burr. <laughs> Welcome to the Mandalorian, home of Blurgs, Bergs, and Bill Burr. Um, yeah, that's a uh, so uh, they they're having a fight in the in kind of the control room, and the Mandalorian kind of. Uh, um, you know, brings the door down on him, but it, but but turns out Berg is really strong, and he catches the door, p- brings it back up. But then, uh, classic Star Wars fashion, titular Mandalorian, titular Mandalorian, closed the blast doors. Yeah, uh, you, you are led to think that maybe he got beheaded. Yeah, our second. Uh, this is the second uh, door death that we've seen the Mando uh, pull off, isn't it? Well, later no, spoilers, but by the end of the episode, we realized that. Uh, Berg was not decapitated. He was just given a headache. Of some oh, I see. I've already forgotten. This is how c- quickly I forget now. Uh, we also uh, saw him be flame retardant. Yeah. <laughs> my my Deveronians are fireproof, which makes, yeah. I guess it makes sense if he is a devil. Right. Um, and uh, that, uh, again, so if this takes place in a galaxy, you know, far, far away, a long time ago, then, um, you know, maybe a Deveronian at some point visited the earth and uh, kind of that led to the, the kind of uh, earth legends of the devil. <laughs> I like this. I I'm like saying, this. I'm saying it was aliens. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, uh, it's always fun, I guess. Maybe not always fun, but it's often fun to see somebody kind of shake off something because of, well, we've got a whole bunch of different aliens in the world. So obviously some, they won't all be, um, you know, the, the way that, uh, you know, the Toydarians are immune to Jedi mind tricks mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, where it's just like, oh, okay, well, he's Deveronius, so he's fireproof. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, because he lives in hell. Oh yes, this is yeah. There, it's the the hell that is often referred to in Star Wars. Oh, there you go. Maybe it's not it's not Christian hell. It's uh, Devoronian hell. It's hell on uh, Devora. Yes, hell on Devora. <laughs> um, yeah, let me look up. Uh, Devora is oh Devoron. Sorry, not Devora. Devoron. Um, it looks it looks very green. Yeah, it's temperate and heavily forested planet. What's going on? Come on. Why why isn't it a planet of fire? Why isn't it why doesn't it look like hell? Well, we haven't seen it. This could all be lies. He is a devil. No, you can't trust that guy. This is the canon tab. Well, I'm, but that's what I'm saying. Like it, this could just be lies um from the Deveronians themselves. Getting you to think, "Oh no, we're not devils. We don't live in hell. Right. We live in this lush forest." The uh, the Tourism Council, Tourism Board on uh, Devora has uh, is 
really they, they're earning their pay right there they're mm-hmm. like no it's it's temperate and forested come check it out and they've got like mm-hmm. one little park it's temperate and forested and the rest is just like lava and fire and mm-hmm. i'm on to them um yeah so that we have uh, that fight which again seeing him use um i think that's the first time we see titular mandalorian use the flamethrower and grappling hook at the same time Right. Um, was that when he did it, or is it uh, some point in the episode? I think it was when he was trying to take out uh, Berg. He like grapples him and then flames him, and then uh, he he is, turns out he's immune to flame. Yeah. Um. The um, we get a uh, it, one of my favorite. Um, I think I've mentioned this on the show several times, but a a, a trope of of uh suspense and horror movies is cat jumps out and uh so we we get that you know the crew kind of like walking through wondering like uh oh we're being chased by the mandalorian and they're all everything's tense they're uh, and then all of a sudden mouse droid jumps out we get like bah, 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 and i'm like yeah that's a, that's a fun take on that for me at least i'm sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. only because you know bah, 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 is is part of my dna so yeah. Um, but it's totally a cat jumps out, but it's a mouse droid. And it's like, oh, okay. But that is, I feel like you guys have uh, talked about this on, even, I don't know if it was this show or on Star Wars Minute, uh, that some of these uh, sounds, while it's great to hear them again, it's like, that thing, I would assume, makes other sounds that aren't just that exact same series of noises. Right. It's like they just, they just, they reuse the exact same sound effects a little too often, I think in some of this new stuff. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's I get with like, like a talking doll where you hit the button and it's just got like three phrases that it runs. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> which, which was good, but though with, uh, I will say they didn't really do that with the Jawas. Did they like there? I don't, did we even get an Utini? I think, Maybe we didn't. I, I remember we talked about it, and I don't think we did. We got Suga. yeah, Suga, right? Yeah, be happy. <laughs> That's why they, everybody should be adding new things to the lexicon, for sure. And by the way, on that note, I was at a bar um, several nights ago, and uh, guys—I don't know if they had shots or what—but before they started drinking, whatever they all got they all started chanting Suga over and over. And it took me a second. I was like, wait, what is that? Why do I know that? And then I finally realized. So it's catching on. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, and then next time I see any of you, if you buy me a drink, we will all shout Suga before we drink it. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the, he slow one by one kind of chases down the crew. Um, and uh, you don't know mysteriously you don't know what uh, you're assuming that he's killing them all um yeah and uh he then makes his way to uh turns out quinn is the last one and quinn is running about to run up the ladder i guess to get to the ship and when the mandalorian uh kind of encounters him um oh there's a cool i think when he's when he's tracking down uh, I can't remember if it's Mayfeld or or Zian, but when he's tracking them down and the the uh, the kind of lights are blinking, and there's a cool, very horror movie kind of thing where it's like you know when the lights are up, you see him approaching and then he disappears. Mm-hmm. It he's on the other side, you know, and he's he's um, you know very uh, Voorhees esque almost, right? Um, where everybody's like, ah, he's behind you. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And it's a good, uh, yeah, it, it makes his way. Quinn is trying to escape. He's yeah. Like, Quinn makes the point, like, well, if you kill me, you don't get the money. Because he's, yeah. he's the the banter, basically. He's, what, he's right. what we're bringing back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that moment was that moment was good, though. It was like, it was actually like, it, it was actually kind of creepy. <laughs> dude, Him sneaking, the, the sneaking up behind. Yeah. 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 Um. And uh, yeah, so Quinn is about to escape, and then um, they stop, and he says, "You know, where are the others?" And he says something like, "They got what they deserved." Or he's like, he said something about like, "Oh, did you kill the others?" And he says, oh, "They got what they deserved." Which at that point, that's when I'm like, "Oh, he didn't kill them all. He probably put them in prison or something." Right. That's that intentionally vague, you know. Instead of being mm-hmm. like, "Yes, I murdered them." Yeah. Um. It's like, you know, like, oh, yes, they'll be very happy where they are. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. what? It's like, well, they, they got what they deserved. Uh-huh. I murdered your friends. <laughs> um, and uh, so has a has, has a little standoff with the with Quinn and kind of is now, once we realized that uh, again, I feel like the tension was off with that because once you said they got what they deserved. Oh, he didn't kill them. So he's probably not going to kill Quinn. So he's going to bring him in mm-hmm. um, for the money. And, uh, and he does, he, he uh, gets back in the ship. Um, and you get another, I believe this is the third time. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, you, you, you all seem to have no problem doing it. It's okay. Um, the, this could be the third time that we see, Somebody's about to threaten Baby Yoda. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hear a blaster bolt and then, oh, lo and behold, somebody's behind them. The Mandalorian is behind mm-hmm. them. He shot them from behind. Yeah, I had the exact same thought. Yeah, it is. Then I, I had the same number. I was like, that is, because I, I watched it with a friend. I was like, yeah, that's at least the third time they've done that. Yeah, because it had happened with IG-11 in the first episode. Or, mm-hmm. And then um, it happened with... Uh, in the, the village episode, yeah, in the village yeah. episode. There's a bounty hunter that was trying to get them. Same thing happened, and then here it happens again. With zero is trying to get them, and then get blasted through. Uh, um, so the, the only casualty is the droid. Yes. Now let me let me ask a question because I've heard I've heard your theory that uh, the that the Mando is going to kill Baby Yoda at the end of the series. Uh, or season. Uh, do you think they keep doing this move as a setup? So you think that's what's going to happen, and then finally, someone is going to kill them. Oh, interesting. It could be. Like, it's a fake out. Like, you're getting so used to this move, and then it's finally going to, somebody's actually going to do it. Right. Or that that's the Mandalorian is going to do it, but I mm-hmm. think that it's the thing where he shot the guy. Who's yeah. Baby Yoda, but he actually shoots Baby Yoda instead. Mm-hmm. Mm. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, agree with your your prediction, but uh, I'm starting to. Uh, I'm starting to think maybe there's something to it. it it's, the more more episodes that go on, uh, that it looks like it's not going to happen. I don't know. Why well, I'm assuming <laughs> the next two might be kind of a essentially a two part finale. Yeah. Um. But we'll. I guess we'll find out. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so we, we get the uh, th- that moment, that fake-out moment once again, which isn't really a fake-out at this point. Anytime anybody points a gun at me, they're like, going to be standing behind me. Uh-huh. Um, and so the Mandalorian takes off. He goes back to uh, Malk's house uh, and brings back Quinn. And, uh, oh, maybe this is what the, at some point, Oh no, he doesn't. Right, uh, he he said they got what they deserved before they took off. Because then, when he comes off with Quinn, he delivers Quinn back to Malk, uh, and it, Malk says, "Oh, where, where are the others?" And he's like, "Well, no questions. That's the policy, right?" Mm-hmm. Again, it's mm-hmm. vague and unconvincing, to quote K two S though. Yeah. Um, and he says, "Yep, you're right." And he's like, "Well, I brought you the, you know, I did what you need. I did the job. Give me the money." And he gives him the money. Gets back on the ship and starts to leave and. Of course, th- then this twist you had you had to see coming. Maybe uh, unless you're just too good-hearted for all of that. I yeah. I again, I I just uh, admittedly, I think a lot of times I just I start watching things and I don't necessarily try and guess where it's going. I think I just like kind of just let it go. Mm-hmm. I froze in it and uh, and just see what happens. So yeah, I didn't I didn't think about this either. Hmm. Well, he, uh, yeah, he goes to leave, and as soon as he takes off, the uh, Malk talks, goes, pops open his uh, intercom and says, all right, kill him. And everybody laughs. They're like, ah, ha, ha, Quinn. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of shooting him with some kind of blasters from the outside, which I would assume that they would have, maybe not. They Instead, like a slow, like an elevator slowly brings up a gunship. Yes, very slowly. Chase him down and, and kill him, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Malk discovers that on Quinn or Quinn discovers one of them discovers that on Quinn's body, um, is the new Republic homing beacon thing, which I thought would, was just like kind of a, um, you know, the button that activated it on the ship. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's the button that activates it and you just follow the homing beacon, which I guess maybe if they were, maybe that makes I don't know why they would do that why they wouldn't just have it sound an alarm that the ship needs help why they would have it be very specific to that person yeah um, although maybe in case you know that the the rebel soldier and the prisoners got taken somewhere and without the ship maybe that's so they could follow him um I don't know I'm I'm not going to question the new republic uh, logic behind it right but uh, nor will I they're following the tracking si- signal and uh, as soon as Malk and uh, and Quinn see that, they're like, "Oh no!" And uh, as almost uh, almost colliding with the titular Mandalorian as he departs, we get uh, a few uh, X wings show up to save the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see a real Easter egg. Yeah, we see three rebel pilots. We say we see Jib Dodger, Jib, Jib, Jib Dodger. <laughs> Uh, played by Rick uh, Famuyua, who directed this episode. Uh, we see Sash Ketter, played by uh, Deborah Chow, who directed, um, I think, the one that we all didn't like. Well, a lot of people did like it, but the I think that was the... Oh, no, that was the other one. That was the one... That was the, the, the one where all... Yes, yes. Where all the Mandalorians come out. And, uh, yes. Um, that was, yeah, the, the flying salute one. Mm-hmm. I guess, which, uh, which, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't bad, but wasn't my favorite. I like that uh, one. Okay. And, uh, and the continuing to like, like 
the, trying to separate the art from the artist. A lot of things about this guy make me think that uh, he's exactly the type of guy that I, I, he, he seems like he's a stereotype. Um, but I, I like a lot of what he's done. So uh, we see Dave Filoni. Mm-hmm. Dave Filoni. We see Dave Filoni himself, the 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 guy who a lot of the let's say the less savory elements of Star Wars, quote unquote, fandom see as the savior. And and again, he I like a lot of the work that he's done, but we see Dave Filoni as X-wing pilot Trapper Wolf. These names, man. I don't know. Yeah, can you tell that the guy who plays Trapper Wolf is the guy who always wears a cowboy hat in public. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we, we see the, uh, the three directors show up uh, as X-Wing pilots, which is a cool little thing. Yeah, which I'm, I'm learning now. I, I realized that that was Dave Filoni, but I didn't realize the other two uh, were the directors. So cool. Yeah. And they, they show up to save the day a little bit indiscriminate that they just kind of they show up and they're like, oh, um, here's the tracking thing. Oh, looks like they're uh, about to launch a gunship. Let's kill everyone. They blow up the entire station um, because the tracking beacon is there and um, they're about to launch a gunship. Presumably any, you know, uh, what's his name? Devin and uh, whatever other prisoners uh, might have been with him if he was, you know, in fact uh, abducted. Are all you know they're they're okay with killing all those guys, yeah. But uh, they just you know come up they see like oh, oh they're about to launch a gunship better blow the whole thing out of the sky, mm-hmm. which again could be the problem with the New Republic, right? They're out of time, but it was already. yeah they're out of time. They're, <laughs> um, uh, this was the uh, it's the first we've seen any sort of. Um, that familiar kind of ship or anything, isn't it? Because we haven't, I know there's been a, one of the posters had some uh, TIE fighters in it, but I don't believe we've seen any TIE fighters yet. And this is definitely the first we've seen X-Wings or anything like that. Correct. Uh, Yeah. I'm trying to remember if there were any, like when we met um, Werner Herzog, were there any TIE fighters around? I don't think so. I don't think so. The closest we got, I guess, was the ATST in the village. Oh, right. Yeah, um, of course. But, but this is definitely the most iconic um, thing that we've seen. Holdover yes. from the from the original trilogy that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's where it ends. And the, uh, the titular Mandalorian rides off into the, into the sunset. Nobody stops him to question him. They don't pull him over and ask for his license. He was just like, see you later. <laughs> yes. And there he goes. Mm-hmm. Uh... uh- I have a question for you. Do you think that he still has the um, body and um, whatever armaments and uh, ammo belts or whatever from Zero in his ship? Mm, I didn't think about that. I mean, I guess so. Probably, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seems like seems like he would. And then, well, oh, so then this is also where we get the um, we see the brief clip of everybody in prison. He, he didn't kill them all. He locked them in a cell. Yeah. Um, Berg just has a headache from the door. Cl- blast door is closing on his head. Um, everybody else is still alive except for Zero. Yes. And uh, they are 
on the ship, presumably um, to be arrested mm-hmm. uh, by the New Republic police. Mm-hmm. The NP, the NRP. There we go. I got there. <laughs> Not worth it, but I got there. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So Blurg and Burr are okay. Uh, and uh, I, were you surprised and or disappointed that we did not get uh, the reveal of last week's cliffhanger. Hmm. I had forgotten about it until right now. Uh, see, that was like the first thing I was thinking about. There was part of me that thought this episode was just going to start exactly where we left off on the last one. So mm. I was I was a little bummed we didn't get uh, some uh, resolution on that. But I also kind of have a theory that it's going to be sort of anticlimactic. I think it's going to be a character we haven't even seen yet. It could be. The um, I uh, last week was it last week that uh, Matt was on the show and Matt Belknap uh, yes. texted afterwards to say hey like I I think I figured it out the the shady character that we see at the end is uh, is going to be Cad Bane I know it because Filoni loves to use him and that's what it's going to be and I'm like that seems like a big ask to be for everybody to be like look it's this guy everybody knows this guy and like I guess you don't have to yeah know who he is it can just be like everybody can just react to him the same way that you know they could all be like oh it's cad bane the bounty hunter mm-hmm. and, um i get it um and i i didn't i i i you know i he didn't have any evidence man i was just like i just think it's going to be that yeah um, but then i saw a picture from star wars night at the pittsburgh penguins game the other day they always go all out for star wars night because dave filoni is from there i believe okay um and so he's shown up at one or two i think and um, they showed a picture of, of um, a bunch of the kind of bad guy characters, and one of them was Cad Bane. So they had like a a costumed Cad Bane uh, lumped in with, you know, Darth Vader and a Stormtrooper and stuff like that. And I was like, well, maybe yeah. there's a little bit of credence to it. It is, uh, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. I, I think that would actually be kind of a cool move because uh, that definitely is one of the cooler characters from the animated things. And uh, it'd be kind of a fun way to tie some things in. Not that I think there has to be bigger things tied in, but uh, um, yeah, it's like a character they should do some, some cool stuff with. And they, you know, I, I feel like with them bringing back Maul, in solo that confused, you know, so many casual viewers. Um, they had the guts to do that. So maybe. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's not, that's the thing where people knew who it was, but they didn't, they were like, wait, didn't he die? Like, which is yeah. like then being like, who's that? Yeah. So it's, t- I, I, so I'll save this for, uh, well, I think I, I think I mentioned it on a weekend show or something like that, and we'll get to it, I guess, two or three years from now, whatever, whenever we um, do Solo, a Star Wars story, um, now available on Blu-ray and digital. The, um, uh, the, the um, Usher, the kind of who was sweeping up in the theater after we mm-hmm. were watching Solo, basically had to, like, it saw that enough people were sitting there confused still. And he like he was like okay so at the end of the and he like basically like laid out like Maul's arc from, from uh, Rebel. that's great that guy I hope that guy got a raise yeah um or is that Clone War I get I get them confused yeah maybe one day I'll go back and watch all of them but yeah 
Um, so yeah, that's that's basically chapter six of the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian mm-hmm. covered on the Mandalorian. Yes. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? You're enjoying the series so far, Tony. You are. Yes. Yeah. Overall, yes. There's. Uh, I, I, like I said, I think this one uh, got a little bit back on track for me. The last couple I didn't love as much. Even the. Uh, the the previous one the Tatooine episode it seems like I I on paper I should have loved it but it just didn't quite deliver for me for whatever reason um, whereas this one I I enjoyed um, a little bit more because yeah the previous two I think I I didn't like as much um, but uh, yeah I I've enjoyed it uh, very much uh, on the as, on the uh, on the whole. Is that an expression on the whole? Yeah. I think so. um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, again. I'm I'm very surprised at uh, how the episodes are pretty much standalone things. Um, I'm very curious where this is going. Um, I like that there doesn't seem to be bigger stakes that have that have a ton of tie-ins with the bigger picture. I don't mind if some little things happen here and there. Like I'm curious if they will do that, if we're still kind of leading to that. Um, my big thought is, um, to think I learned this from you guys. Uh, so next week's episode is dropping early. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, let's see this today is the 13th next week's on the 18th. So it's Wednesday coming up. Okay. So yeah. So the, the, basically the day before I know they say the 20th, but the movie really comes out on the 19th. Yeah. So I can't help but wonder if part of the reason for that is there's going to be something big in this episode that ties in with the movie. Yeah. Um, Just a thought. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm usually wrong. I'm not sure if they're going to do tie it in or if they're going to, they just didn't want to kind of compete with themselves essentially. Yeah. Also makes sense. That's probably it's probably that, but I just I couldn't help but have that thought. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, um. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um. I think Alex will be back. Uh. By then, I have to send him an emergency message. Make sure that he knows that it's Wednesday next week. Right. Um. But. Um. Uh, yeah. That's uh. We're we're this close to wrapping up, and it doesn't seem like any threads are wrapping so i'm assuming that it's going to be a two-part finale but we'll see yeah or maybe it'll do you be think sized final episode or something maybe it'll be longer than half hour maybe it'll be an hour yeah this one was a little bit longer than the previous ones have been i think but uh yeah that was has been the other big surprise is i was fully expecting all of these to be like an hour long right um but uh but yeah i've, I've been enjoying it and i'm excited to see where it goes yeah me too. Well, Tony, thanks for stepping up and filling in. And uh, I'll be thank you so much for having me. Uh, My pleasure. Gerund's adverbs, whatever they are. No, what is that? The, not an adverb. What are those uh, preposition? Gerund prepositions. There you go. Um, it's been too long since I've been to school. Um, but uh, listeners, if you want to hear what we normally do, it's uh, it's over on StarWarsMinute.com. If you've listened to this but not listened to that, that's uh, interesting. Uh, we we've done all close to a thousand episodes now of uh, of covering every, each and every minute of Star Wars. Actually, I think next week or in the in the next couple of weeks we hit one thousand individual episodes. Wow, that's insane. Um, 
And uh, if you want to support this kind of a thing, you want to encourage us to do more like this, um, go to StarWarsMinute.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and you can uh, support us there. You get some bonus episodes and all kinds of other stuff. Um, and uh, Tony, you want to you wanna talk about uh, Bizarre Albums again? Uh, sure, yeah. I'll, I'll just say that real quick. That is my podcast. Uh, it's called Bizarre Albums, and each week uh, the episodes are only about 15 to 20 minutes long, and I just I do a ton of research, and I kind of tell the story of just these strange albums that exist that make you wonder how and why they exist, like albums released by athletes, actors, fictional characters, um, sometimes when bands just take a weird turn. Um, and uh, listeners of, of this show uh, will, let's just say that uh, I release episodes every Tuesday and uh, there's, uh, there's big Star Wars happenings this week and it's Christmas time. So there's your big hint on what Tuesday's episode is going to be. Yeah, tune in for that. And then hopefully uh, tune in, I guess, Wednesday um, of this upcoming week for a brand new episode of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Mandalorian.